and just, you know, first I need to make sure everything cool. What's going on, everybody? This is Allison Jones. You are tuned in to Mental Health to Wealth. I am here with Chef Mal, all the doggone vegans. Um, she's also an alchemist. She has her own lounge. And we're going to find out more about what she's creating, um, her journey um, through health and wellness, and also um, just some other things going on on social media that she's encountered uh, through even throughout the pandemic. Um, as far as like just being able to voice her opinion and just inform people and empower people with information. But more than anything, we definitely going to make sure that we stay um, in the aspects of bridging the gap between mental health to wealth, um, because that's the most important thing. And she's bringing health and wellness and she's a business owner. So, I mean, it's pretty much a game changer. So we'll <laughs> go ahead and get into it. Um, so how you doing today? I'm good. I'm well. Glad we finally got the kinks out because I was stripping. I was like, I don't know what happened. So I don't know how. I'm not a technical person anyway, for real, for real. Right. So. No, I feel you. For sure. <laughs> All right. But cool. yeah, I'm good. How you doing? Man, everything cool. Same thing. Just you still doing uh, events and stuff with Julius? Um. Yeah. We. Well, not. I've been doing a lot of internal like things on my own yeah so really it's just been kind of like a hermit mode for me yeah I feel um, but I've been just creating more which is why I did mental health to wealth yeah um, so I really just want to start bringing out I I had a lot of years where I was pretty much um just kind of like expending myself by yeah. helping everyone and yeah. so now I'm just like hey we still got to put our stuff out and yeah. then I can come back and kind of start working, you know, collaborating and working. And that's a part of what, I'm, what this is too. Just me collaborating with people that I'm aware of and also informing other people that I know, like on all of my platforms, like on Facebook, um, definitely on Facebook. Cause that's more like, I have more people there that um, I have more personal interactions with. Yeah. So, um, and even on Instagram too, but the main goal is just like, um, I know that everybody still doesn't know certain information. Yeah. And I found that out. It was interesting because I was wearing uh, the assets over liabilities tee, I mean, a uh, sweatshirt. And I was inside this HR office and the guy was like, he was like, maybe like a director or he was like, he had a, a higher status, like an executive in the HR office or whatnot. And we were talking and I had mentioned assets over liabilities. And he was like, what's that? <laughs> and I was like, no, but at the same time, <laughs> I was like, you know what? This is a teaching lesson because for me, it was just like, oh, there are still plenty of people, not that I didn't know, but even people in positions that you think like they may know certain information. Well, we found that out this year, right? <laughs> yeah, man, but I mean, <laughs> right, and that's true. I mean, it's so much, we're, we, we literally, I saw a meme a while ago and it said, um, we're living a time where you could literally be standing next to another person and they would be living in a completely different world. Yes. Like, like, yes. and that's facts. Like, I feel like literally, I feel like every time I go outside and go to the store or something, I feel like 
and aliens. <laughs> no, it's that serious. Like I, I definitely get that, and that's it's real interesting because that's really usually how I feel. Like I, I recognize that not like everybody's going through their own cycles, yeah. and then not only that, but um. Yeah, like because everybody has their own perspectives and their own mind. Like imagine driving down the highway and you thinking that somebody's paying attention to you and they're really not, <laughs> which is how most accidents occur because most people really not paying attention. Like I can count on my hands how many thoughts I probably have passed through my mind while you while we're driving. Right. So then imagine then you you're adding in a cell phone and then you're like, wait, hold on, I got to. You know, because everybody, we know people still texting and driving and doing all these extra things. So it's like, you know, everybody is literally in their own world. Uh, yeah, facts. Like, the people are literally, especially when you have a environment and society and, like, different groups of people in different positions in life who have right. the ability to kind of hone all of us in we're in whatever world we're in right now, you can right. have advertisement in any world. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, like, cause, cause we're so, we have, we're such a suggest, suggestive be beings. And so like in any world that you're in, you can always have some type of advertisement, some type of marketing that'll catch your eye. Like the, the globalists and the handlers and the people who own the media and stuff, they are really, really good at promo <laughs> right but sure. we also also we all are really yeah. good at promo you know right, right. because you, right. we're our biggest uh promoter anyway yeah definitely definitely so tell us um how did you how so how did you tell me i know we were just having our discussion but let the everybody yeah. know like um yeah so where are you from how did you get started on your health and wellness journey how did you like you know, what inspired you to go into business? How did that all transition? Um, well, I'm from originally I'm from Dayton, Ohio. Um, okay. Okay. I moved around a lot. So I always kind of sometimes tell people I'm a nomad because <laughs> mm. I have moved around so much and not because I'm a military brat. I don't my dad's not in the military. I have two different dads who live in two different places. And my mom, when, when she remarried, we moved to Georgia. And I grew up in Georgia a little bit. I literally grew up most, probably the most important years. And I went to Creekside. Well, I went to Crabapple for middle school. Okay. And then I went to Creekside for high school. But in the middle of my junior year, I ended up moving to Arkansas. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Culture shock. <laughs> real real, yeah, real sure. culture shock, right? <laughs> So um, I ended up moving to Arkansas and going to school out there to finish out, you know, high school or whatever. Um, so then from there, I went to college in Missouri at Missouri Southern. And then after college, moved back to Arkansas for a little bit. Then I moved back to Atlanta for like six years. Got it. And then after I moved out of Atlanta, I was there, you know, you know how life changes and you you here to do some work, but your paths don't make sense most of the time. Right. <laughs> you they know, fight. like you and you just kind of in this trust, you know, mode. So I ended up uh, leaving Atlanta to come to Charlotte and to start Doggone Vegans. And here we are. <laughs> 
Yeah. What's your, so when you when you went to Charlotte, how was the vegan scene? So I know, when I, I know a few businesses, but I think you may have been open a little bit longer than that. But I don't know; it might be the same. But well, no, nah, they're in Raleigh. But like, what, how was the vegan scene when you? Hmm? Which what business in Raleigh? Um, it is called um, damn, girl. It's a vegan business though. Yeah, it's like, but they, yeah, they're raw. They do um raw food. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. They still cook, but they do raw foods too. Oh, okay. Because right. I think yeah, they I were know. in this. Um, they were in the market over there at UNC. It's called Dog. It was like I think it was Dogwood, something. It was like a market over there in the campus. So they would they had a spot there, and then they have a location like at this old. It's it's over there where the mall. I don't know, it's, it used to be a mall because I remember because my grandmother, my dad's family, he's from Durham. And so we used to go to this mall like near the highway. I forgot the name of it. But they're over like in that area. Um, I'll, get, I'll get the name to you before we end this. Yeah, because we work with a lot of people from uh, Raleigh, Durham. You know, we do. We've done a couple of events in South Carolina. Um, you know, we do Virginia. Oh, we just yeah, recently flavor. did Richmond. Huh? Vegan Flavor Cafe. Vegan, I haven't, I haven't been there. Okay, yeah, it's called Vegan Flavor Cafe. Yeah, they yeah. real cool. They real cool. It's okay. a couple that owns the uh, the restaurant. Yeah, it's cool. I feel like I, I feel like I've heard of them though, but I mean, like you know, the the vegan scene is it's so big now. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like right. it's it's crazy because you know I'm in the vegan restaurant industry, right? Mm -hmm. So the vegan restaurant industry is is multiplied monumentously since I first started dog on vegan. Since I start first started going plant based, like I remember when before Beyond Meat, before Impossible, before Slutty Vegan, before you know, before all of these major vegan iconic you know references. Right. It's crazy. Like the, the, the vegan restaurant industry is so big now. When I first yeah. moved here, and yeah. it's really, really big in Atlanta. But when I first moved to Charlotte, it wasn't that. I mean, it was it was cool. It was still kind of moving. Like, um, Charlotte is nothing like Atlanta though. Like it's nothing like people always say that Charlotte is like a little Atlanta. It is, but it's not. <laughs> like it's it, it is, but it's not like it's, right. I, 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 I'm pretty much from Atlanta. So I kind of, you know, there's there's a ton of there's there was vegan restaurants like on every corner in Atlanta. Yeah. But in Charlotte, when we first came down here with Doggone Vegan, it was cool. And like you had a lot of vendors that like there was this one pl place we first started. It's called The Barn and it's out here in Charlotte. And it was literally just like a little barn house. <laughs> <laughs> in a parking lot and we would come and set up there other you know local vegan vendors in the area and it was like a cool little you know market like a like a farmer's market almost and that's nice. when it was like it was just cool you know a couple people come we hang out you know there's music there's games there's desserts there's food you know it's you right. know it's a whole little vibe and right. then the vegan scene just kind of blew up like literally right after right after that and right. there's vegan spots and vegan vendors and vegan food trucks and all kind of vegan stuff all over the place now. Yeah, because I've been seeing different stuff, like different little spots or like truck, yeah, food trucks like popping up and stuff. 
that's the whole point is to you know help people try you know because like people always think vegan food and i don't even really like to use the word vegan because you know i feel like it's yeah, that done, yeah. it done been capitalized now like yeah, it's not plant, even you know yeah. plant-based you know yeah, just yeah. Con- a, more of a conscious foodie is my term right <laughs> and, I, and that's and i can agree with that because even when i say it i'm like why am I still saying vegan? Like, yeah, you know, because I mean, when you already know certain things, you just kind of, you you know, you stay that route. Yeah, yeah. You know, we know how yeah. trends go, and yeah, and I mean, now, yeah, that, and you got you got people who get so uptight about the word vegan, like, cause in my business, dog on vegans, like I I use honey, okay. and I yeah. like fight okay. me. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Like, I still believe in honey. There's so many amazing benefits that honey has. Like, I'm not going to not use honey, you know? So, and when people ask, (laughs) yeah, some people really be getting mad. And I just be like, you know what? Um, When they ask if we use honey, and I'm like, uh, I probably say yes, raw, unfiltered, and organic. (laughs) Right, right, right. (laughs) Yeah, and I mean, and at the end of the day, it's just like it's a person's choice. Like you got some people that are just like hardcore, and if that's oh, the yeah. case, they're probably not using no sweeteners or nothing. Yeah. Then you have people that are still transitioning. Yeah. And, you know, you have all type of aspects, so it's yeah. like you can't be everybody's. Yeah, everybody is arriving at the time they're supposed to arrive to whatever. Right you know, whatever point they're supposed to get to. Like, you know, I always like to say everything is happening exactly the way it should. Right. Even when it looks crazy. It's like, yeah, no. Even it's, when it crazy. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's crazy, but uh, this is... Yeah, this even is when it looks crazy. Cool. Okay, so let's... Okay, so during the... Okay, so let me... I gotta make sure I stick to these questions. Though, mm-hmm. So I can just insert them. Okay, so how, okay, so we got your story on like how you ended up in Charlotte and becoming a chef. Like, were you already like being like cooking or like in that industry or? So, um, I I I like to think of myself as a third generation, you know, cook. <laughs> Because my grandfather, he used to cook at the church when I was younger all the time. And I used to always help my grandparents make sweet potato pies and like different stuff for his kids and things like that. And my grandfather, he also was uh, one of the head chefs at the country club. And so we always kind of had good food. And then my mom, she had a catering business and I used to help her do weddings and stuff. But she mostly did like cakes and things like that. And so I guess, you know, as I got older and started to come into my gifts and, you know, understanding the things that I like to do, the things I'm good at and realizing, you know, I want to work for myself at some point. (laughs) Okay. Um, I started to do catering myself. Um, I started off doing sweets. Like I started off baking and doing cupcakes and dessert tables, cake pops and chocolate covered treats and all that stuff. And um, then I started to kind of transition into just food 
And then I started to transition into just plant-based food. Gotcha. Okay. So, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, but I, I didn't go to culinary school. Um, right. I literally watched a lot of Food Network, <laughs> taught myself, <laughs> and I just love flavors. Like, I just, I have a, a knack for flavors and seeing colors and food and stuff. So I just, it's something that I just naturally really like, I guess. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's like, your, is this a part of your, like, a, your God given sense and ability? Yeah. So just this, that's like, that's your, uh, it's my thing, you know? Yeah. That's yeah, your magic. My yeah. That's right. my magic. Like I can, you know, I can alchemize, uh, any recipe it's hard for me to follow recipes because I always end up that doing part. my own thing anyway. <laughs> that part, I thought it was just. I was like, you know what, I, I yeah, it's like I I follow the recipe, but then it's like after that, I'm like, nah, I'm not gonna do it yeah. like y'all did it because I didn't. It was a good recipe, but I didn't really like it, so I'm gonna just kind of. Yeah. And yeah. then if I'm creating I mean, something myself, it's just like. Yeah, I mean, it's, and I feel like that's how we are. Like cooking is a life skill, you know. Only recipes are found in books. You right. take them, you think of you, t you remember these flavors and these colors, and you find them in your heart, and you bring them to your pot, right? Like right. It's, it's really just mem food is memories, you know. Like we remember yeah. certain flavors and certain things that we really like, and so that those are the ways we kind of develop flavor in different dishes, and you know. And right, signature ones, you know, that only you can make. <laughs> right, and I guess recipes would be good to just like if you're really trying to explore something new. Yeah, but haven't really like yeah. you can't really come up with it. So you're like, let me try this. But once you get and it, you really you just know. need the basics. <laughs> yeah, you know, a cup of flour, a cup of sugar, a cup of milk. <laughs> you know, right, right, <laughs> definitely. All right, cool. So let's um. Okay, so, well, I mean, that's pretty much like a part of the aha moments. But as far as uh, in your craft, well, let's get into um, like health and wellness, like in our communities mm -hmm. um, and just what you were doing during the pandemic. And as far well, as your, yeah just, yeah, just talk about like your, I guess your experience during the pandemic um, on social media and with like just your customer base, your fan base, and like the products and services that you were offering. So okay, so I'm a I am a full time entrepreneur, <laughs> and so I was already because you know for 2020 was crazy, but for a lot of people, but for me, 2020 was like one of the best years ever. <laughs> Like, I, and I mean, like, it's crazy. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to not apologize for my joy because for a lot right. of people, it really was not that great. But for me, yeah, like, it was one of the best years of my life. <laughs> like, seriously, like, right. we came up, we came up in the during the pandemic. You know, we came up during the pandemic and. Um, our customer base was still cool. We didn't really change like when when like um, certain events started to get canceled and stuff because you know you pay for these vendor events ahead of time yeah. and most of them you don't get your money back. 
So, you know, $150 here, $250 there, you know, for the $275 for this vendor fee, you got to pay them in advance. A lot of them want their money up front. Um, and then they, you find out it's canceled and, and you already say, oh, I, I consent to not, you know, being able to get my money back. <laughs> right. Exactly. And so you don't get your money back for these things, but we Dang. just, we, I'm the, I like to believe I'm the queen of pivot. Right. So when those type of, when that type of stuff started to happen, we was like, okay, bet. Well, we just going to do pre-order and pickup out at the garage. <laughs> right. Exactly. Like, okay, our, our, we put the time slots up there and our customers call, you know, hit us up, told us what they wanted, pay and came and picked it up at that time slot. So we had a little system going. Right. Nice. Like people was still like, people was still like, cause like, you know, you, you, I like to think of social media as like building your own little matrix, you know, yeah, definitely. If you have something to offer, people are going to um, be interested, you know, like once you get, once you spark somebody's attention and you, and then you let them taste your food and then you show them all these colors and advertisement and stuff. And people are going to still come and flock to your page because you're offering something of value. People want to be entertained. People want really good food and people like to scroll on Instagram, yeah, sure. <laughs> you know, and you have like two seconds to get somebody's attention. So, um, and especially so, yeah. food, like that's always yeah. gonna be like, wait, hold on, let me go. People were still hungry during the pandemic. People yeah, still yeah. want to eat, you know. Like that was closing restaurants. Restaurants was closing their doors. Right. Like yeah. you had business owners, restaurant business owners, and stuff that was like not working and was closing their doors and just was like giving up. And we was like, oh, shoot, oh, we like, yeah, we still get to this bag, right. <laughs> you know? Like people still want to eat our food, so we right. didn't stop. Right. We just didn't stop. We just didn't stop. We just started doing pre-order and pickup. And our actually our customers like that better because they didn't have to wait in line. Yeah. You know, they didn't have to wait in line. They got their order when they at the for the most most part, some you know, everything is food. So sometimes you mess up. But yeah. for the most part, um, uh, everybody got their food on time and everybody was happy, you know, with their dog on vegan. So we we pivoted. Um, during the pandemic and it was great and then with as far as imagine eating my other business like I said I'm a full-time entrepreneur like that's the thing about entrepreneurship you have to have multiple streams of income <laughs> you can't just depend on one so imagine eating is my other business which is my baby like it's the first one I started and so I was I already had a website in place I had our people already knew about my elderberry syrup people already knew about my teas and stuff and so when the pandemic hit everybody was on their phone buying stuff because I was too <laughs> you know everybody right. was on their phone buying stuff which is what this is designed for right exactly. so everybody's on their phone buying stuff and you know people and then they hype in this virus <laughs> up in the background like oh like i'm so over the covid era like <laughs> i'm so over the covid area era right. like the, the covid i'm done with the covid saga y'all can have it i'm done with the covid saga right. but um, <laughs> but so um so yeah uh we was uh we were we pivoted in the pandemic you know um but when 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 all that hit, I was already in position. That's the thing. Like you have to already be in position 
to right. take advantage right. of these type of opportunities, you know? And you and it's it's called work. Like you actually gotta work towards it. You actually gotta do some shit, you know? <laughs> like you yeah. can't just will it to be. <laughs> right. You know? You actually have to get in there. Happen. You know, I mean, cause I dog on vegans is it's still a lot of work. You know, like right. I have to I'm doing both, like managing orders from imagine eating i because i make everything from scratch like all of my teas like i'm very particular how i make them what's when i don't like to be in a hurry in a rush when i make them because i'm i'm trying to also put good energy into these teas and these um this elderberry syrup because people are really people you, you <laughs> people are really just kind of looking for a miracle you know yeah that's true but um, but but then you have people who really also know the benefits of you know plant medicine and who really appreciate the intention that you put into something when you make it. And so I I like to never miss. And so I take my time when I make my elderberry syrup and stuff because I, I like to be very intentional. I don't like certain things playing in the background when I'm making yeah. it. Like you know I'm very intentional about the energy that is going on when I'm making my uh, tea blends or whatever. So I already had that system in place. I was already in a groove with things, getting orders every week from that, doing dog on vegans on the weekends, you know? So when the whole pandemic hit, everybody was buying all kinds of, the herbalists came up in 2020. Most of them. (laughs) If you didn't, if you were herbalist and you didn't really come up, you know, most people, because I mean, like the you th- you look at the, the you, we have so many lies going out in the mainstream media now. You know, there's so much propaganda. You don't nobody really knows who to trust. You know, right. and so for the more for the people who's not always trusting science and who knows kind of a, a holistic lifestyle, right. you know, they will kind of tune their attention to more. Okay, so uh, I need some type of vitamin C. Okay, I need some type of herbal remedy. Okay, I need some elderberries are really great. You know, like you start to, you know, when you start to hear, hear this information, you start to, you know, flock towards the people who have been doing it for a while, who's already been in position, you know. So, I mean, I was already there and it, it just happens when I was already there, you know, like it's kind of, right. it's not something that I started in 2020. 20, I was right, already exactly. in position, you know. And I think that's the beautiful thing about business, especially if you just keep going. Like it's it's like your day is coming, and yeah. even if it's and then it's it's still gonna be longer than a day because when you're in business, you either there for the long run, or you know you're gonna tap out or whatever. Yeah. But what I realized too is that a lot of people. This is about like this entire decade is going to show a lot of um, well, the the pandemic did it itself, you know, to see like if people could really persevere through certain environments or like you say, if they could pivot a certain way, Um, because a lot of businesses are they haven't really even hit the 10 year mark of where they say, hey, you know, that mark where it's like once you hit your 10 years, then, you know. Yeah. You really in there. So yeah. it's like, so like I'm I'm excited to see how everybody continues to just like innovate and keep going. Um, right. you know, just with even with the changes on social media and stuff. 
you know. I mean, because with with the changes, you know, we have to do business different now. Yeah, right. And probably even set up your own, like you're doing, setting up your own platform to where people can come directly to you if they're to be even more engaged. Yeah. To even get more hands-on, one-on-one, you know, access to where they can just be a part of the process or even learn the process. So, I mean, it's a it's a very um, interesting time that we're in right now, mm-hmm. even outside of the pandemic. Yep. Um, I, I also noticed that a lot of people wait until, I didn't realize it until I kept hearing it. And I realized a lot of people wait until they're at that, I want to like maybe that dying moment or that moment where um, the sickness is just like the doctor's like, you may not be here in three months. Yeah. To really get into that, that uh, the naturopathic way or to get into the herbs, you know, yeah. and then too, because they're hearing it from other people and they're like, look, you need to go ahead and do this, you need to do this, do this, do this. Yeah. But, it, but using herbs and everything is like a proactive thing. Yeah. You know, before it is right. So it's like, so it's kind of it's interesting. Like you said, a lot of people came up during the pandemic, especially if you had sea moss. Sea moss. Oh Oh my god! I didn't even. I didn't even. I didn't do sea. I I I prefer the purple one, but it's so much controversy with sea moss right now. (laughs) Right. Like it's like, it, does it really have a hundred or two of the night? Does it really have ninety-two minerals? Oh God! And so it's so much controversy over sea moss now. Lord, help us. We right. we are as a society, we need to chill sometimes. <laughs> like real. we need to chill sometimes. But um, but yeah, if you if you still, I mean, still people are. And sea moss is great. I'm not saying that it's not great. I'm just saying, like, yeah, yeah. you know, you 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 have people that kind of jumped into these, you know, because they saw the the opportunity. And right. pe- but people also had to pivot. Like they had to figure out, well, okay, I can't work right now, but I still need to make some money, you know. Right. Exactly. So, so I mean, like, it's it's the people have everybody has a different reason holistically how they you know started they side hustle you know so exactly and really the pandemic was for the hustlers like like you hustling somebody it was just more so like can you make that pivot can you make that change can are you intuitive enough to see what's going on and say okay yeah, I need to do this because this is what people are asking for, and I know where to get it from. Da, 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 da. Yeah, like it's kind of like a quick flip, or you know, just supply and demand. Really, that's really all yeah. it was. Yeah, and especially it really was. stores, all stores are not like providing this, mm-hmm. and it's if we're in a direct um, consumer, direct to consumer environment, you know. So it's like most people want to deal with people they know, like, and trust. So mm-hmm. even if I'm looking for CMOS and I know somebody and they like, oh yeah, I like, I think I met I, every time I met somebody, it was like, oh yeah, I know somebody that got some CMOS. I'm like, everybody knows somebody that's CMOS. Like, it's a cool thing. It's a cool thing because it's like it show you like more people are, are becoming aware of certain things. Yeah. 
you know, but like you said, it's but it's some scams out there. That's the thing. That's where you gotta be careful. It's some scams out there. Like I'm big on integrity, and I'm big on the way I prepare certain things, even my food. Like it's some people who don't care. They just throwing plates together, and you know, like it is what it is. Like this is my hustle. I gotta, and that's that's something that I never wanted. Because like you can feel that when when like companies start to franchise and like you go to like this and if you had it when it was in your city and it was so good and then you come back later and have the same thing that you always get and it don't taste the same. It's like wait a minute, yeah, it's not there. It's just different. And I just that's and I know eventually doggone vegans is gonna grow and like be like huge. And I just want to always keep that. There's that there's that thing that people experience when they come right. and try your food. You know, there's that right. thing that people know and experience when they take your, you know, your herbal remedy concoction that you made or whatever. Because like people, when they take when they order, I have regular customers like I have customers that I have had for since I started three years ago, like still nice. ordering from me. And they're yeah. like, yo, girl, I, I make sure I budget this out every month because this is liquid gold. You know, but this is this is also community. This is also how we build community and help move culture forward because we all support each other and we all come up together, you know. Right. Exactly. So it's beautiful. It's a beautiful thing. It's just, you know, we we have there. You have people who kind of have been in the game for a while. Then you have people who are kind of babies at it. But then you have really genuine, passionate people. Then you got people who just want to scam. And then you got young you know, niggas gonna be niggas type of people. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's just cause girl, sea moss pops. Yeah. And it is and it's good. Like sea moss is great. It is a but it's a it's a holistic lifestyle. You have to incorporate more than just sea moss, you know, in your mm-hmm. life. Like it's not the end all be all cure all <laughs> you know right thing. exactly. You know, there's so many different things that go into play in a well-being, you know? Right. And what about black seed oil? What oh, black you- seed oil. Oh, black seed oil is amazing. Like, <laughs> black seed oil, and I, we just used to use it for our skin and hair. Um, I really started learning about how amazing black seed oil um, was a couple of years ago for the respiratory system and the, basically, like, everything. Right. right. <laughs> you know, it's antibiotic properties, antimicrobial properties, like it helps with your digestive system, it helps with gut right. issues, it helps with your lymphatic system, it helps with your um respiratory. I mean, like it's helps it's like an anti cancer agent, like it's amazing. Like it does so many different things. You right. know, and it's a, it's a it's a it's the potency of the seed oil. So seeds are right. so like We've been taught so long not to eat seeds, but seeds have so many amazing properties, you know, yeah. to them. We're supposed to eat the seeds. We're supposed right. to eat the skin, you know. We're supposed to eat that the green leafy part on the strawberry. Like, we're supposed right. to eat the whole thing. <laughs> right. Just like the watermelon. I remember one day I got a watermelon, and I was like, you know what? The, the like, the rind was just too watery. It was too juicy for me not to just like put it in the blender too. <laughs> in everything. And like yeah. it still tastes it didn't taste any different. It tastes yeah. the same. 
Yeah. All it did was turn into water. Yeah. And yeah. you you know, you hydrate off of it. But that's why they also, you know, giving giving putting out so much seedless um yeah. you know things because it's like, well, yeah, we're definitely not gonna give you this because yeah. really well, yes, the genetic the GMO industry, the genetically modified foods, you know, we have the monopolies who like right. to crossbreed biological kingdoms and you know you get plants that don't seed anymore it's you know right. like they're literally biologically engineering seeds and you know bill gates he's got like most he's owning like most of like farmland now and yeah. he has like the uh, organic heirloom seeds in a vault <laughs> right yeah right yeah <laughs> so um but but you know, I like I I like to believe because because plants are so amazing. They're so intelligent. You know, like they yeah. speak the first language that we still speak. We just aren't in consciousness of it until we are around like nature and plants and stuff like that and learn about the heartbeat of the universe. But yeah. you know, plants' first language is like telepathy, and they are energetically in tune already. So once you put them in organic soil. And start grooming them in a holistic and organic way. Right. You you basically holistically remedied your genetically modified. Because I planted I planted a, a butternut squash this year, and I don't I don't butternut squash isn't genetically modified right now or anything, but it wasn't an organic organic butternut squash. Yeah. You know, like it was like it had a, it started with the four because you know when they start with the nine they're organic. And if right. they start like a four or three, those numbers, they're like either pumped with pesticides or it's genetically modified. But butternut squash isn't genetically modified yet. They haven't gotten that one yet. But oh, they don't cool. use organic soil. They use like synthetic fertilizer and synthetic soil and stuff. And so yeah. that that's the problem with those um, vegetables. But I grew it um, in my back on my back porch. Um, this year and it it grew beautifully and grew beautiful butternut squash and it had seeds they had seeds in them so nice. That's I like to think that if you put it in organic soil and treat it in an organic and holistic way you can remedy your plants back too because they will grow right and once it grows one time it'll keep it can do it again yeah Cause you keep you. That's why I'm big on saving seeds. Like, like if, I don't know if you started saving seeds yet, but start saving seeds because we're gonna we're gonna come to a point where we're gonna need to grow our own food. Like that's gonna be a necessity again. You right. know. And that's I have a cousin. He that's what he does. Like he has a home. He got like all this property, and he literally just went through and created like this beautiful garden farm of everything like yeah. he got like I want he had what was that a black apple tree he said they drove to um I think they drove to Alabama or Tennessee one of them because they couldn't find it here I guess it grows at a certain time and mm -hmm. so they drove there and got that and then he had like a little elderberry tree and I was like elderberry tree what the hell yeah but that was my first time like really seeing it and I was like oh yeah that's dope yeah well, I beautiful. thought about for myself I thought about um 
like doing microgreens until I get to a space where like I can put things outside. Yeah. I was like, I'm gonna do like microgreens because I heard that they're good for you like can- indoor. And I like yeah. hydroponic type stuff too. Yeah, hydroponics is good, but we gonna need to know how to do both because you can't do yeah. hydroponics with all of the plants. Um, the edible plants, but I have, you can do hydroponics now. Like I have, I grow like, um, some of my lettuces in a hydroponic, uh, vessel. And so I'm growing basil and, and red chard and, you know, stuff like that. And you can, you can grow stuff in the window seal. If you got a sunny window, you can grow stuff there. You can even grow like a a tiny Tim tomato plant in your house. If you have a sunny window. You just yeah, need to fertilize it every week. Got it. Yeah, I definitely got the sunny window. Yeah, you can. Like, no matter how small you're, because I just have like a little balcony, apartment balcony, and I am growing food back there. Got it. Cool. Yeah. All right. So let's see. So, what are some, let's see. Let me see if this is what I want to ask. What are some type of things? Okay, cool. So, like, as far as, when you um like what okay so what are some important things that people should know about like what you offer that can help them see a new way to explore like health and wellness i know we just kind of went through we kind of just went through that a bit as far as just breaking down mm-hmm. um some of the products that you offer like the elderberry syrup black seed oil um, what else do you offer again? One more. It was one um, more. So I have the, the I have a three different kinds. I have the respiratory remedy, the original elderberry syrup, cold and flu, and then I have the elder C. It's got uh, fifteen hundred milligrams of um, uh, vitamin C in it, and then I have the um, mooning menstrual tea, which is what the one that helps with regulating menstrual cycles and balancing hormones and it just has several uh, herbs in it that it has an affinity to the female reproductive system. Right. And I have the parasite cleanse, which is uh, something that I usually do while I'm doing like a raw vegan challenge or a raw vegan diet type of lifestyle. I like to do the parasite cleanse to kind of help flush up, you know, anything that's because like parasites, they just kind of attach to hosts and it just kind of like, you know, sucks sucks it and depletes it until you are malnourished. So, um, so, uh, that's another blend that I have. And then I have the soothing hibiscus tea, which is really great for winter time, but it's also really good for summertime too, because you can drink it cold or hot. Um, but it's really good for your nervous system. And it also has elderberries in it. It's got, you know, natural vitamin C in it with the, um, rose hips and the, um, uh, hibiscus so mm-hmm. it's like Sorio, I guess for a lot of people but um, Chef Mouse now <laughs> right 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 that, that's what I'm tasting like I'm listening to you say hibiscus and I'm like yeah that sounds so good right now yeah yeah so yeah I have you know several different teas online I have a men's blend right now but I don't have it in stock right now because um some of the herbs that I use, the my suppliers have been out of it, and so I'm very like I don't. I, it's only certain suppliers I like to use because I like to know where it came from. I'm very big yeah. on how it was, you know. Like I like I try to stick to companies that have you know ethics and integrity. 
definitely. You know, you can trust that they haven't, you know, done some shady stuff because a lot of these companies be involved in stuff and you funding the business, you know. Right. Yeah, because I remember seeing, I don't know, I don't know if that was if you posted about it, but I remember seeing a post about um Mountain Rose Herbs. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. <laughs> yeah, because that's one of my go-to uh, spots, but they fixed that real quick. <laughs> right. <is> that- <laughs> they fixed that real quick, and we was like, oh, no. Uh-uh, yeah, they was like, <laughs> Yeah, so they stopped. It was the Dead Sea that they were sourcing um, from over there. Um, it was it was over in Israel, wasn't it? Um, yeah. And so they ended up stops. They stopped sourcing it from them because um, that it was highly unethical. (laughs) So uh, yeah, they shut that down real quick because a lot of, a lot of us, you know, (laughs) a lot of us buy from them. And so they're like, okay, yeah, we gotta, uh, we gotta chill out on this. So. Right. Cause if we stop buying, you gonna feel that. You gonna go we back were, to we regular were, sales. We was emailing. Look, we was tagging them on Instagram. Right. <laughs> it was like, we get to the bottom of this. Right. They fixed that real quick. So, it was, um, um, so have so you yeah, the, the you teas and, um, huh? Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was like, um, have you you haven't experienced like any? Well, have you experienced like any supply chain? Oh, issues with like yes. vendors or the people that you deal with. Yeah. Uh. So, and this breaks my heart, but uh, we use I use peanut oil because well, you know, we were using peanut oil because I try to stay away from soy as much as possible, and all of your vegetable oils now are mm. just genetically modified soy. <laughs> So I try to stay away from vegetable oils at all. Um, And so peanut oil, even when you go to the grocery store and you read the ingredients and a lot of the vegetable oils, it has like a whole bunch of mixes of oils, you know, cottonseed oil, canola oil and vegetable oil is usually like combination of three different kinds of genetically modified oils. And so I like to count chemicals. (laughs) So um, I would get peanut oil because it literally has one ingredient in it, which is peanut oil, you know, peanuts, that's it. Um, and so it was $34 for four gallons of peanut oil that we use to fry our shrimp and, you know, different things in. And now, uh, it's, it's like triple, it's like 60 bucks for, some peanut oil so we had to cut costs there and then also you know start just everything is rising in price like the brown sugar that used to be 488 for the big bag at sam's club is you know going up a dollar and 50 cent you know just right. different things that are different and you know cauliflower is still pretty good most of like good leafy yeah. greens are still good but organic is already has already been expensive so we've yeah. kind of already been buying things expensive we haven't had too big of a hit now like the to-go boxes and stuff like that yeah. gloves like we had some shortages there but the cool thing is my mom you know she lives in Bentonville Arkansas which is like Walmart hometown right so, okay got you. Her Walmart and Sam's Club would have stuff that we didn't have, and she would send it to me. Oh, so, that's cool. 
Yeah, so we kind of, yeah, so we, it just worked out, you know, it just worked out so great and so cold. So, but yeah, we've experienced some supplier issues, you know, like even our, so our vegan coconut shrimp, uh, one of the main things we use, we use the vegan shrimp from Belief, right? Um, And they were having some little supplier issues and, but that only lasted for a week and, you know, we got right back to it. So, right. I mean, it's just been like little hiccups here and there, but I feel like we've already been spending a lot of money on food just because of the nature of the style of food, like, you know, right. vegan for one. Yeah. <laughs> and for then, sure. you know, some of the items that we use, I try to use, I use non-GMO and I go to certain brands that I believe in and that I, you know, know are somewhat ethical in their practices. So I try to source organic and non-GMO as much as I can because I feel like when people eat my food, that's one less genetically modified food, one less, you know, chemical cocktail. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so, so I um, try to incorporate, you know, fresh things on top of the dogs. You know, it's just a mix of a little bit of everything to kind of make everybody, you know, feel fulfilled. You know, have that experience with plant-based food. So, right, especially that first-time experience. Yeah, I like the fact that there are so many different um, businesses and vendors and places that are offering um, plant-based and vegan food, so that people can just, you know, just have their options wide open. Yeah. Or literally, it's just like saving a whole bunch of stuff on Google Maps and saying, okay, I'm going to go here this weekend, go here tomorrow, go here this day. Because that's literally what you're what you're doing most of the time. Yeah. I know that's what I do. I sit up here and save. I find something. I'm like, okay, so I will travel here. Let me save this so I can go to this state <laughs> to visit this place or make sure that I stop here while I'm on my way there. Yeah. So, yeah, yes. like we're literally creating our own little virtual green books. <laughs> right, definitely. <laughs> like where so, are you, where you know, you know where they, you know where they at in that city. So you are gonna go over there, you know? So right. Yeah. So, but sir, it's cool. So like, what was the? So what was the main reason you created the Alchemist Lounge? So the Alchemist Lounge is for well, for one, you know, Instagram is doing a cleansing, right? <laughs> of right. all the people who's not pro. It's trust the science. <laughs> yeah. You know, for everybody who's not pro that right. narrative. So right. um I was like, you know what? Uh, and plus I know we're going to this credit, social credit based system. Like I mean you just heard they announced the metaverse, right? You know? Yeah. So I mean we're our world is literally changing before our eyes like i don't it's a lot of people who's not paying attention but right. our world like our world is literally changing at a rapid speed like things are right. changing so fast and we're literally witnessing it real time like living in, in this simulation in real time yeah you know like there's there we're we're moving into a whole nother paradigm like it's a whole yeah. paradigm shift right now right yeah it's a whole shift like like literally we're getting ready to inherit the whole earth 
Right, exactly. But if you're not paying attention, you gonna right. miss it. Exactly. <laughs> you gonna miss it, and that's really what left behind is, you know. And that's, that's what I'm really. Feeling. Yeah. Now go ahead. So that's really what it is to be, you know, and what it is, to, what it means to be left behind, because like, you know, the second the second coming is all about Christ consciousness. Exactly. You know, it's all about it's all about raising your vibration, getting in, in alignment with spirit, like, you know, and kind of connecting with your tribe and things like right. that. And so I first of all, I on social on the socials. I literally unfollowed every celebrity, every, I, I, I wanted to clean up my timeline. So the things that I looked at every day and scroll through every day, because I'm on there anyway, because I do business there. Yeah. So if I got to do business here and this is a, a space that I frequent often, I want to make sure the things that I'm seeing and putting in my psyche are right. positive. You know, or uplifting me, not stressing me out, like not, you know, not making me, you know, solve all these 50 million problems in my head. In addition to the 50 million problems I already am solving in my head, you know. So, um, so I wanted to create the Alchemist Lounge because I feel like we're since we're moving so fast, we're going to a space where people aren't gonna are gonna have questions like and I, I, I feel like everybody is somebody else's light bulb experience you know yes. so like we all we all learn different right we all come up different we all have different experiences we came from different environments but we all uh for the most part are human and have certain core values as a human you know right. exactly. and so so I wanted to have a space where we're because we're, we're this earth is changing, like we're going to a golden age and I want to create that reality um, cohabitally with some with other people, you know, like because right. we're all co-creators with God. Right. right. So because with this whole pandemic thing, like we're literally also adding to the fire like we're needed to collapse the wave like we're we have to start speaking the way that we are supposed to speak like we're we you literally have a whole bunch of irresponsible gods out here basically speaking things into existence you know what i'm saying like with the movies people talk about the movies they saw call it predictive programming and everything all the time but are we, is it predictive programming or are we literally like manifesting things? Creating that we, it ourselves. We're creating our reality, right? right because exactly. thoughts become things, right? right? And you can't say anything without thinking it first, right? right. So we're literally creating <laughs> these, these environments and these issues and these everything that happens every day, we're literally creating it every single day. And so yeah. I want to be a part of creating the golden age, you know, the world where all of the politics and the the slave stuff and the racism and all the stuff that keeps us in this lack mindset, like right. all the stuff that keeps up in this debt-based system, I just want to create a whole nother world where none of that exists, you know? Exactly. Right. And so for me, the Alchemist Lounge, Alchemist Lounge is a place where I am being me and at my most evolved self getting ready to evolve more 
exactly. you know yeah. You know, because we're always learning, we're always detoxing, we're always, you know, every I, I like to say, you know, every time you learn something, you you know nothing. Like you have to learn something else. Like the more you know, the more you don't know. Right, and it keeps <laughs> you know? going. Right, exactly. It keeps going, and it's so okay. I, yeah, I just kind of want to have a space where people like me are on the same page because everybody's right. not going to go. Everybody can't go. <laughs> right. Exactly. You know? no, that's serious. And that's, that's interesting that you say it. Like everything you just said, I mentioned on, on my last live. And I thought about it. I was like, cause I put up a clip the other day, I, but I archived it. I'm going to bring it back out. But yeah, it was basically like the same thing. It was basically like we, the pandemic, really was just like that transitional moment like how else can you get an entire it wasn't just the united states that was right through a pandemic it was the entire world okay the whole world so how else do you get a group of people to do one thing you know stay inside or you know read so that you can rearrange an entire system so by the time everything gets back rolling. It's like, okay, either you're playing catch up or you're already right along right. or you're going to be transitioned into this system. And right. like you said, I mean, it's pretty much like land grab time because yeah. I mean, you can, it's, it's leverage. So it's like, it's empowerment in the, uh, like in the crypto and the blockchain world, because you can literally extract wealth, um, you know, out of there. Yes. Which is why so many people are becoming wealthy, you know, dealing with like stocks and investing and options and trading and crypto and like people have been, been becoming wealthy on these things for a while. But now that crypto is here, like that's a whole nother system overall. And it's more yeah. autonomous. Yeah. So it gives you control of like creating your own bank. Yeah. And that's, I th and that's the reason why I even created Mental Health to Wealth is because I really need people to understand uh, first of all, the mindset that you need to have in order to even be in this world, because even looking at the um, the debt, the trillion dollar debt or whatnot, it's in the trillions. And when they break mm -hmm. it down, it's eighty thousand dollars per person. And that's including children. And that's not even just including the people that are alive now. This is like generations as well, which means that at a minimum, everyone should be making six figures. You know, so it's like if you really think about it, and then they already say if you have children, you should, well, you should be making your age. And if you have children, it's double that pretty much. Whatever yeah. their age is, it's like double that. So it's like it's very imperative that, like you said, that we use our voices and we literally be those um, the people that's going to bridge the gap. Because once you get the mindset, <laughs> you need to go ahead and walk over the bridge and pick up all these other pieces, you know, yeah. work, work and yeah. start creating wealth the best way possible Yeah, outside of what they're doing. Cause that's already a demise. We're at the scales here, you know, we're at, it's a, it's the biggest wealth transfer, right. You know, that we're, and we're literally witnessing it in real time. Right, like exactly. we are that generation 
a hundred percent that generation, right? Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> we are hundred percent that generation. Like the biggest wealth transfer. But if you're not in alignment, if you're not paying attention, if you just brushing it off, like you, because this is how the wealthy stays wealthy and the poor stays poor. Right. You know, exactly. like, and it's and it really all it boils down is to uh, patience. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yep. Cause they've been doing it for years and hundreds and hundreds of years. And it's like, and that there is a plan. So it's like, just go ahead and map out a plan. Like you said, find people who are like-minded um, and just yeah. like, and just start toiling and doing what you need to do so that you can be in position to take advantage of extracting from these spaces and places and also being a creator, being yeah. a co-creator with other people, yeah. because that's how we, Either that's how we'll be on purpose, and then that's yeah. how we'll be able to unify with each other. To even if it came down to okay, we've extracted all of this, we've got our own land. Okay, going back into some type of barter system, or even if it's not that, some type of trade plan, whatever the case may be, we have to be um, autonomous enough to where we're in control of what's going on, creating yeah. our own system. Yeah, because so, we, we have to have, yeah, like you said, we have to create our own system. We have to create our own ecosystem. And I mean, really, that's what, you know, being an entrepreneur and like doing business in your community is about because like we do business with people in our community. So when you win, I win and we all come up together, you know. Right. So like so and even with like so we do business in, in Virginia, the lady, her mom owns a bake shop and her daughter just opened up a bake shop. And so they're like, y'all need to come and do a pop up out here. So, you know, right. like we we just we are just we are in the community. We're working with the community and right. we're helping move culture forward, you know, right. exactly. like by, by being in different places and getting the word out and like being that because all we can do is be the light in a world full of darkness. Right. Exactly. All yeah. you can do is be the light. So we recently had an event. Um, with the because we're we're big on sovereignty like we're really right. big on sovereignty and so our empress over the Shilagi Cherokee Nation just got crowned she's she literally she she um has the allodial allodial title to three million acres of land in North Carolina South Carolina and Virginia and nice. like like I don't, I don't know if people understand what a loyal title means, but that right. literally means like you will have your own nation, like you exactly. have the the United States, which is the the corporation has no jurisdiction over your land. You don't right. like you if you want to tax people that's in your nation, that's your business, but you don't get taxed by the Americas. <laughs> right, exactly. Like and you, this, this is your land. Right. And that's exactly where we're heading. Yeah. So. Yeah. So we had that event and I had two people ask me, so how do we come and be a part of some of these meetings? You know, they're like, oh, my goodness, I came for doggone vegans. But thank you so much for opening me up to this experience. Exactly. You know, so yeah. that those moments right there is why I do it, you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah, because it has to be. It's funny that you say that because it sounds it, in my head. I'm seeing like, so I had this image on my wall with um like Harriet Tubman, Nipsey Hussle, 
um, Martin Luther King, like all the greats or mm. whatever, even though we know some of the backgrounds are kind of tarnished just a little bit. But as far as the persona going forward, like, and it's just so funny because when I'm hearing you say that, all I'm hearing is like, yeah, that's the front way to get in to get everything that you really need. Like mm -hmm. you got to have, you know, you got to have your front, you know, your storefront. Mm -hmm. And then when people come in, you know, they get the info, they, you know, the, it's, you know, the underground railroad, overground. Yeah. <laughs> the like, railroad. Really? <laughs> you know? Literally. And that's, and that's a concept that Atlanta taught me. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Atlanta is literally like people in Atlanta. They always gonna have a little system somewhere, you no, know. Right. We got we got a little system in Atlanta ourselves too. Okay, right, exactly. <laughs> so you know we got a little our own little ecosystem and people we deal with, you know, in different areas. And the Atlanta is like the the queen of underground business, you know. Exactly. Are you but find you right. So, man, so I appreciate you for sharing everything. I'm trying to make sure, I don't want to hold you for too much longer, but I just want to make sure, I mean, we really have tapped into everything. If um, So I appreciate you for sharing everything because I, like I said, everything we've discussed is really the point of doing mental health to wealth. And this is literally like just the, and it's also for me a way to, remain consistent and putting yeah. out content and and just having a reminder for us really needing to bridge the gap because I know mental health is a really big issue because yeah. even I know um, like yesterday you know everybody was well not everybody but you know hip-hop community rap community trap community um, was mourning the loss of young Dolph. And yeah. I went back to his last two I went back to his last tweets and they were literally he, he was saying the last two tweets was him saying um the doctor just told him it was October like the 12th 21st or something and the doctor had told him that he needed to spend more time by himself. And he was like mm -hmm. and he was like the he was like TF he was like the fuck. And then the tweet before that he was saying how he just found out that he had anxiety. He never knew what that was. Like he never, he didn't knew, know what it was. Mm -hmm. So I'm just like, I'm listening. I'm just like, well, I'm not listening, but I'm looking at this and I'm just like, you know, it's, it's imperative yeah. that we recognize like here, this young man is creating wealth. He's having anxiety and on a spiritual level, that could have been anything. That could have been the people that were around him. That could have been a intuitive nudge to kind of get him to pay attention. And like the doctor said, spend more time with yourself because you might have too much energy around you that's lurking and doing a few things, yeah. you know, just like, and it could have been preparation for him to tune in and, you know, know that things were about to take place too. You know, yeah. you never know why you, it's so many reasons why you could be ex experiencing anxiety. Yeah. So when I saw that, I was just like, yeah, we got to keep going because it like, it's, it's just too many avenues that we need to 
um, you know, bridge in order for people to get into the right mindset and just understand certain things before they, before we even, because you can create wealth. It's a lot of people creating wealth first, and then they got to kind of backtrack into going through like their spiritual path and all those things. Mm -hmm. Or you start the spiritual path first, and then you like, okay, well, like they say, broke don't mean woke. I mean, you know, woke don't mean broke. Yeah. So yeah. I but you, but you have to like literally unlearn so much stuff and then right. relearn a whole bunch of more stuff. You know, it's like, and then time is, you know, like the different events happen so fast and like we're, we're in, we're in the dopamine culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're in the, we're in the, we're in the cash app culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know, so we're, we're so ready for that, that hit of dopamine first. Like right. it's got to come quick. You know, and yeah. and sometimes our hearts is moving faster than reality, you know. Right. And so in certain aspects, like it just you have to be a well balanced person. And I mean that that goes in different areas. It's a holistic way of life, you know, like right. it's just exactly. you know, knowing your body, understanding yourself, listening to your body, knowing when you need to rest, knowing when you need to up your herbal game, knowing when you might need to detox, knowing when you might need these signals that the body gives us are just things that we just need to start paying attention to. Right, exactly. So. All right, cool. Well, I really appreciate you for coming on today. I think yeah, this was a sure. very powerful session and I can't wait till, because I got to start chopping up my videos or whatnot so I can start just like putting out different clips. So yeah. we got plenty of clips that's going to come from this um, session. Yeah, um, for sure. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I'm I'm trying to get more comfortable being because like I really I'm not that's that's not really my thing for real. Like yeah. because I be feeling like you have to like pretend and perform and shit and like that's just not me. Yeah, <laughs> like, not, yeah. I just, so you know, being able to just like be on camera and just be me, like that's another reason why I created the Alchemist Lounge because this is my space. I'm doing whatever I want to do over here. Like, right. if you don't have a like, like I just I'm doing whatever I want to do over here. Like, I'm gonna talk what I want to talk. I'm gonna share what's on my heart. I'm gonna say what I gotta say. Right. You exactly. And so, and that's what I'm doing too. Just creating like a little private space. Yeah. Just be your true, authentic self. Because yeah. even just for this platform, this is still more like it's it's I'm gonna keep it authentic because I want people to get the information that they need, but it's still you know like a limitation for um like my creativeness. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I definitely understand what you're saying though. Yeah. And I mean with censorship, like you can't say certain things anymore, like yeah. you know, it's not it's not a free space. So right. it's, it's a funnel. What Instagram is and these social networks are a funnel to the product, you know, like exactly. it's just a, so I'm just like, okay, just use the tool for what it is, you know? Exactly. And that, yeah. And that's really all it is. It's just a tool to go ahead. And like you said, the same way that we can extract from cryptocurrency and blockchain and, all those things and create wealth. You do the same thing on these platforms to get people going into that world. Yeah, or, you know, that storefront for the for the underground. Right, so, but they but need to keep yeah. growing. Yeah, 
that's all what is leading to this wealth transfer and the transfer of power. Like we keep moving and shaking like this and creating our own opportunities and, you know, dealing with crypto and the blockchain and stuff because, you know, it's everything is verified. Like that's what they don't like about it. That's what they don't like about it. Like everything is verified. You can't be doing sneaky stuff. You can't just, you know, and, and, you know, they want to keep us in this little dollar system that ain't value for nothing, you know, but the more we learn about this kind of stuff and hear people talking about this kind of stuff and being involved and seeing success stories from this kind of stuff, that is how you move culture forward. And that is how we go into a golden age. (laughs) Right. Exactly. All right. Well, I appreciate it. What's your, uh, what's your website? Um, so my website is com. That's for the herbals where you can get your, you know, elderberry syrup and your teas blends. And then the website for doggone vegans is just www.doggonevegans.com. And then, um, I'm on the alchemist lounge. I post new videos every week. I do garden tips. I, you know, have, I share my holistic experience with gardening on a balcony in the small space, wherever you are, you can grow food. Um, and I talk about, uh, different things, you know, in life. And I have like this whole session where we do like, um, wild thoughts of the alchemist. I have conversation with Bay. I do videos of cooking and like recipes, all kind of stuff. So it's just the whole vibe, okay? <laughs> and you can just go to my Instagram page at Imagine Chef now and click link in the bio. All right, cool. Well, I appreciate you for being here again. And everybody that tuned in, we had some people that drop in. Any replay viewers, if you're here for the replay, you made it this far. I appreciate you. And we'll definitely stay linked in. Have a great night. All righty. Thank you so much for having me on. All right. You too. Have a good one. You too. All right.